Yesterday we mentioned Chazal <coughs> that um, reading the Megillah is is really reading a parsha of Mechir Samolik. Besides for the normal understanding, the simple understanding of Mikra Megillah being Persumenisa or Hakar Satoyf Tashem for saving us, there's another aspect of the Megillah which is actually reading the parsha of Mechir Samolik. And we said over the other day from the Yerushalmi, which is Halach Lamaisa, which is our Minhag, is after the Megillah is read, we say, Or Hamon, Baruch Mordechai, Arurazeresh, Baruch Esther. That's really the Maskona of Mechir Samolik. That we say that the Ra, we say the Ra is Or, and the Toiv is Baruch. That's really Mechir Samolik. So we're doing Mechir Samolik. In other words, the Megillah has to also be some form of a Musa Sefer, because you're making such a maskana. That means you're coming out with a certain clarity in Avodah Hashem, what's good and what's bad in this world. So that's a, uh, a way of approaching the Megillah. So we'll do some ideas today in that, Indian. Okay? So let's say, for example, when Achashverosh tells Homon that he wants to honor somebody, he has a, a debt to pay. He wants to honor somebody. And uh, what do you think is a good way to show that hakar satoiv, to show that honor to that person, right? So the, the Megillah tells us that that Haman said in his heart, who else would the king want to honor besides for me? So he pointed out at one shmooze, I don't remember when exactly, maybe Friday night, we pointed out that that's a, like a, to us a modern Zach. You know, Achashverosh is a king of the world. 127 Medinas. And that means that he has a tremendous amount of avodim. And all kinds of people that are subservient to him. Generals, rulers, leaders, all facets of government, you know. And Homo doesn't have a Havamina, that it could be anybody else but himself that the king wishes to honor. Mamish, no Havamina whatsoever. And we Mechiach, that it's no Havamina besides for the fact that the Pasuk says, you know, that he had that in his mind, because Homo went on to tell the king what, everything he wants. That he wants to wear the king's garments and drive the king's horse, basically to Pravid Melech, you know. If you had a Havamina, that even a small percent of a chance that this is going to someone else, it would burn him with jealousy to no end if his friend was proving the Melech for a day. So he, wouldn't, he would hold back a little bit, you know, just in case. But by the fact that he let it all out, that means he clearly had no Havamina. So we said, what kind of Baldimian could Haman uh, be to think that there's nobody else in the world worthy of the honor of the king. Only him. He's the only person in the world. There's a whole, he's, it's him, it's the whole world. So there's a whole world on one end, on one side, and you have Haman on the other side, and Haman says he doesn't have a Havamina that there's anybody in the world that Hashem should want, that the king should want to honor, right? So it teaches us a little bit about human nature. Human nature that desires honor 
the point, the deep point of honor in the Olam Hamid Duma, the false world of COVID, is that a person, the way he visualizes himself, how he sees himself, self-assessment, in order to pick himself up, he doesn't want to become better. He has to, in his mind, see the negativity in everybody around him. He passes everybody else. And my man, he's higher. The side of COVID is that you want to see yourself higher than everybody else, standing out, being better than everybody else. Because if you're going to be equal with other people, then in other words, what you're saying is you're not special, number one. And number two, you're saying is that your whole power is that you belong to the group. So we need him, we need him, everybody together, uh, you know, you're not the kol yochol, you're not the the mamish, like the rabbi Shalalim himself, you know, you're just equal to other people, and it's a group effort that makes things done. And that's what makes everybody's value, is the fact what they contribute to the group. So then, in that respect, you're like what we say by Mach you're just a half, you're just equal... Ani lo, the Ani can't give less, the usher can't give more, you're equal to everybody. You can't handle that. The world of COVID can't handle that. So in order in your brain to work that out, you have to be able to see why everybody else is, like, is not shove anything, and you're the only one that's shove. Similar to what the Bali Musa talk about in the, in the world of Lush and Hara, that the way it works, the reason why speak, people speak Lush and Hara is for the same reason. In their brain, if they could parcel everybody up, and they could bring out everybody's negative, then they handle the situation, and they're automatically higher than everybody else, and they want everybody to be convinced like that. So in order to convince everybody, I have to speak out his negative, and his negative, and his negative, in order that I should be higher. So that's the human nature. What we're seeing in Haman, we're seeing the pure human nature of the Sahara, that we are very, very similar to that in that way, Right? Now, in contrast, let's take a look at Esther in contrast. So it says in the Mishnah Masechtas Avis, right? In Masechtas Avis, it says that there's Memches Kenyonim. If one wants to uh, acquire Torah, he has to acquire it with 48 Kenyonim. The last of the 48 Kenyonim is Oimer Dover B'Shem Omre. And let's say he heard something or he saw something in a safer, for example. Instead of saying it in his own name, he should say it, B'Shem Omroi. Where do we learn this from? We learned this out from Esther. Esther went to Achashverosh and she said that Bixen and Sarah are trying to kill you. She said it over B'Shem Mordechai. And the Mishnah concludes, B'Shem Omroi That means... Uh, if you want to be uh, one to facilitate Geula, that Hashem should use you to facilitate Geula in the world, if you say over B'Shem Omri, then you're worthy for that. And we see that from Esther. Esther was Mevi Geula Lo'ilam. Why was she Zoycha to be Mevi Geula Lo'ilam? Because she said over B'Shem Mordechai. It's obviously a very schwer Mishnah, because simply a person who's not an Oymet Dover B'Shem Omri is a Mushchus, is a lowlife. Because he's just trying to be mischabed with things that are not true. He's going of das abrius, right? Imagine a person uh, wants to look like a lamdin and he wants to look like a talmud chacham. So what does he do? He studies everybody else's work, 
And then instead of saying over, he goes ahead and he starts to make believe that he's the one who was mechadashit. He's not a da'oimadav b'shem amra. So he's stam, a mushchis, he's a bad person, he's a goinav das abrius, he's stealing the, the minds of people, making them think that he's a good guy, right? So that's a pella. And he is that it can't be a kinyan atayra is something of not being a low life. Not being a loyal life is poshit. You have to not be a low life. When we're looking for mindless and kinyan atayra, we're looking for higher level things, right? And especially that the kinyan is the 48th one, which means you already have so many big madregas of humility and yira and all the list over there that you look over there, right? So what are you, what are you being mechadish in the 48th kinyan? You know, if the guy's already on of fashetach, He's not going to be Oymedova B'Shem Omra. You know, he's not going to not be an Oymedova B'Shem Omra, right? That's question number one. Question number two is, Luchayra um, Esther had no choice. What is she going to do? She's going to make believe that she heard Bixel and Seresh speak against the king and that it's like all her. Uh, you know, I'm sure they have a, a very, uh, you're not going to kill two people without cross-examining your witness, right? And I'm sure you have an investigators and you have the FBI and people have to look into it, you know? So if they're going to start asking her all kinds of questions, she's not going to have the clarity. She can't lie. She'll get caught lying, right? So obviously she has to say B'Shem Mordechai because he's the one who saw it. So what's the Chiddush that she said it over B'Shem Mordechai? And the third question that we have to know is, why is the Midah Kenegan Midah that you may be Gulayim, right? So you're saying the truth. You're not lying. So why is that maybe good? So the Maral has a vart, very deep vart, and explains that the point of Oymadov B'Shem Amra is not something that you, what we thought it means. And let's say, for example, that you lie and you make believe that it's you and not the one that you heard from. That, that's not, that's hashchosa. So what does it mean, Oymadov B'Shem Amra? What's the Oymik of it? So let's take Mordechai Esther for a second, right? Esther. Of course, she's going to say over B'Shem Mordechai. 100% she's going to say over B'Shem Mordechai. But there's a way to say over, and there's a way to say over. You can say it over B'Shem Mordechai and say, listen, really, he had the information, he didn't want to give it over. I sweet talked him. And, uh, you know, you can put yourself in the thing. And even if it's true that you did that. But you're not lying, but you're making sure to bring yourself into the credit, to get credit for it. You're bringing yourself in. Right? The way Esther was is that she made herself like bottle, like she's nothing. She made herself like the telephone, you know? She just, the, 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 the device that brought the information from point A to point B, she was mevatel herself, like, like as if she's nothing. That's like a deep, deep level of Oymadov B'Shem Omre where you try not to take any um, credit or the limelight or anything coming to you, Right? It's like Lamashal, if somebody could say over Torah, he could say over Torah, B'Shem, let's say, Rabbaruch Be'la, right? Says over B'Kashwul, he's Oymadov B'Shem Amre. But, at the same time, he can make it look as if he cracked the B'Kashwul, and he figured it out, because it's very Omoyik and all down male. It's like, he could, he could, you could let you know, uh, being on the secret of what went on over there, to get this Rabbaruch Be'la out on the table, right? Even if he did work. But he has to make sure... That you know about it. The Oymadova B'Shem Omroy, the person who's on a high level, who's Zoycha to the Kinnat Torah, is going to say, listen, this is the Rabbah He's not going to take for himself and allow that people should think or let it be known 
what he did to get that out on the table, right? So what's the maybe Gula Lailam? What's the Mida Kenegad Mida? Because when Hashem brings the Gula to the world, Hashem has to be revealed. The point of Hashem bringing Gula Lailam is a Kiddush Hashem, is to reveal Hashem in the world. But if the Shliach that's used to bring out the Gula Lailam takes a piece of the action, then it's going to be Megareya from the Rabbanu Shalom, from the Kiddush Hashem. So he's not worthy to be a, a Mevi Goyal To me, a Mevi Goyal is you have to say, I'm bottle, it's all the Ebeshta, it's not me at all. So that's the Maila of Esther. The, the reason why Esther was able to be a Mevi Goyal is because she did, was, we see she had this Mida that she hides herself and doesn't try to get any special recognition, right? So that's the Hepich from from Haman. When Haman did something, it was to the most exaggerated level that everything was for him to stick out. Everything was for him to self-aggrandize. That was his whole, his whole life, right? Esther's on the opposite side of the spectrum, right? But we see a deeper point. People try to manipulate the success in life. You know, you want to make it, you want to be successful, you want to stand out. You want to be Mishnah Lamelech, you have, right? So Haman is manipulating. He's thinking about how to push himself up to the top, right? How to push himself up to the top. And obviously in the process of doing so, he has to really believe it. Because otherwise you can't fake so much. So he has to believe it. So how does he push himself to the top and make himself believe it? He has to use a process of negating everybody, finding a pastless in every person, Right? Esther, on the other hand, is trying to hide herself. And I, being on top, Abishta will handle whatever he has to handle, he'll handle. But me, I have to be Emes Lamitoi, who really deserves the credit, and it's not me. So you see that conscious, that's a voida, that we as human beings, we need to work on that thing. That's a very important thing for us to work on, because naturally we have a tendency to do that. We're trying to figure out how we're going to promote ourselves, how we're going to get places in life, and we don't realize that the brain behind the scenes almost automatically programmed is doing seeing negativity in people. It's like working on its own already. And that's why we speak Lashon Hora. And that's why we'll be, uh, you know, rip somebody. Or we'll be happy when we hear, maybe a little simcha, dot of simcha when we hear that our friend wasn't matzliach, our competition wasn't so matzliach. It'll give us a little bit of simcha. Why does he give you simcha? Because now I'm above, he's below, right? Like the Ramban says, even if you wish upon your friend that he should be wealthy and he should be married and he should have kids and he should be successful, everything, but just one dot less than me. You could have a lot. Just one dot less than me. That's already megunimoid. That's already a disgusting raw. So to clean yourself, that's the Indian of Mechias Amolek, is that we're looking to clean ourselves of these bad midas, that we have to see the contrast between Or Homon and Baruch Mordechai. That's the avoida that we have, right? So let's say another marshal, right? So it says that Homon was mamish pumping with Ashiras and Bonim and power and control. I mean, the guy was on top of the world. Shankadugmasai, right? 
And then he goes and he sees that Mordechai Tzadik lo yichav lo yishtachave, he doesn't bow down to him, right? And what does he say? Vecholzeh enenu shoiveli. Everything that I have, hakol, everything that I have is not worth two pennies. Everything. Okay? And the Gemara Grada says that it's his appella. How can he say that? Everything he has is not worth nothing because one rusty Jew doesn't bow down to him. So the Gemara is like a little bit miyash of trying to be miyash of this point that what happened was there was a whole story where Haman sold himself as an Evet to Mordechai, right? Sold himself as an Evet, and if everything he has, Mashakana Evet, Kana Rabba, belongs to Mordechai. So whenever he's reminded by Mordechai that he's the Evet of Mordechai, he realizes, but the Lashon of Gemara is that he had all his oitzras of wealth, chokok beliboy. Maral is mazbeh, chokok beliboy means he was such a baltaiva for money that he was, his mind was fixated 24-7 on his money. So he's a big baltaiva for kesef and a big baltaiva for covenant. It wasn't a stam that he didn't have anything. Because he owed it to Mordechai. It was Mamash, a big, huge Baltaiva for money that it was Chokok Beliboy. His whole mind was always thinking about his value and how much he's worth and how much he has in his oitzvah and how much money he's making. And you know what I'm saying? It was constantly in his, in his mind. But the Pashtas, the Pashtas shot in the Pashtas is stamped from the fact that Mordechai didn't give him COVID. It drove him insane. So you see a deep thing. I mean, Rabchaim Shmulevitz talks about it. A covet is like an endless pursuit. It's like a drug. And you can't, uh, you need every single bit of it. There's no end to it. The meat is endless. You can never satiate it. But the point is that a person who's a balkovet or a baltaiva, the point is that he, he gets fixated on it and he attaches his life to it. That without it, he can't live. He actually could kill himself. He doesn't have it. That's a deep, deep understanding of addictions. The bar says by Eliezer ben Dordaya that he was and when he stopped, he actually died from, from during the tshuva process because the point is that the way the Yetzir works is that he attaches your chius to the, to the thing that you're mitaveh. That means your whole life, now your value of life and your shavis of life is dependent on this thing. And you take this away, your whole life goes down the drain. That's what, uh, you know, Mordechai, that's what the Haman was. His life was covered. His life was money. His life was power. This is what his life was. It wasn't just that his life is a life and he also enjoys these things. It became his life. And we see that by people that their whole energy and mindset and what they, how their brains work and, and their whole life, they're pursuing things. They're pursuing COVID, they're pursuing money. It's a pursuit. It's a pursuit of something which takes over the, becomes the central point of your life, that your life is dependent on it. So when you're not mutzlach at money or you lose your money, or you're not getting the covet, it destroys you to depression. It destroys you to the point that uh, people could become suicidal. What's the what's the amkis of it? Because they would toil their life on it. In the dimion of the autumn, they toil their life. They depend their life on that. That means that they can't have a life without that. Their life is not considered a life without this. 
So Amelia, you take this away, you don't have a life. This is a scary thing in, in the way the human nature works. It has such a powerful influence on a person. It's not just that, you know, there's things in life that give us pleasure. And you enjoy things. People enjoy things. They're not going to take that away. But at the end of the day, if it's you have a life, just you happen to enjoy stuff. So if you're not going to get the things that you enjoy, okay, you live with it. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you have a life. And if you have a life, you have a seatbook. Okay. So you can't get everything that you want. It's, it's, maybe it's a little painful. Maybe it's not the most gishmakazach in the world. But at the end of the day, you can survive. Because you have a life. But when your taiva becomes the center point of your life, where you can't see how quality of life can be considered living, without this, that's when you're in major trouble. And that's what we see from him. And it happens to be, i just end off with a, with a, with a, a word that I heard from my dear friend, Rabbi Nachmad, Zechron Levrocha, said over from Nasr Vachtweigel, and he heard it from him on Purim, where he said, there's a Targum that says, it says, when Mordechai, when I see Mordechai sitting Bashar HaMelech, what's the Dugish of Bashar HaMelech? So the Maral learns up that the Dugish of Bashar HaMelech is, and he saw that he has covered malchus. And he knew that Amalek and Yisrael, they're like, uh, they can't both be up there in the malchus. So if he saw Mordechai having covered Amalchus, that destroyed him. Because he has to be on top, not Mordechai. That, he goes more into that gang. But the quotes a chazal that says that when he saw Mordechai teaching the kids, he had a little base medrash over there. Right? He was teaching the children. He was teaching the yeshiva. He had a little yeshiva there. He was learning with the boys. When he saw him learning with the boys, he said, Everything that I have is worthless. Right? So Rav said, what's the taich? What does he care if he's learning Torah with the kids? He's not metaveh for that. He has taiva for money. He has taiva for COVID. He has taiva for gashmias. He doesn't have, what does he care if he's a Rosh Hashiva? He didn't want to be a Rosh Hashiva. So he said a massive, massive yesoid, which is a very deep, deep yesoid, which is negated to us as well. He said that when he saw Mordechai learning with the kids, he saw real life. This is real life. Itaka saw this is life, and he really realized at that minute that money and power and all this is not worth nothing. It's almost like a tshuva. He came to this reality. When you see purity and you see spirituality and you see good people and you see people that are they're really happy because they're learning and they feel good about themselves and they feel gewaldic, right? He actually realized at that moment money and power, it's all in the mind, it's nothing, it's just daigis all day, your mind is churning, how do I get rid of this opponent, and how do I get rid of that appointment, and jealous of this one, and anger towards that one, it's just not a life. It's He saw that, he felt that. However, a molek is not willing to change. So there's always two possibilities. When you see the truth, you either embrace it, but if you not want to embrace it, you have to fight it. Because he saw the truth, that's why he said, I got to kill him. Because he saw the truth. When you see the truth and you don't, can't 
feel that you can get the truth and live the truth, that's when you have to fight. And that's really the aside of why Amalek came to attack the Jewish people after Kriyas Yamsef. Because when the, when the truth was so clear, you're either going to be like Yitro, you're going to embrace it. You're going to be like the Umas Ha'olam that had Yerushalayim. You're embracing it. Amalek can't embrace Yerushalayim. They can't embrace truth. They saw it too. But the whole gufa is machayiv you to destroy it and to break it and to knock it because you can't have it. That was the Shoyrish Hadvar. So we're like that too because sometimes we see people steiging, growing, happy, chewing life. And then we believe that we can't reach it. It's too much for us for whatever reason. So automatically the mind has to start spinning Stop making fun of the yeshiva guys, and you make fun of this. Guys, you know, you find every negativity in the, the beautiful spiritual life to the point where you become mamish, a sinechachomim, a koifa be'ikah, because you have to blot it out. That's what Rashi says. In If you go in my hukim, means then all the beautiful things that the Torah said. But, if you're not going to be on Mubatayra, seven chatoyim. Rashi quotes based on the psukim over there, that you're going to start to be moyes bacherim, you're going to start to hate chachomim, till you go down to the lowest level of kaifa beikah. Well, what brought you there? Because you're not on Mubatayra, come on. Because you're not on Mubatayra, you're going to become a kaifa. The Tarot says because the person obviously values Torah. He obviously values the, 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 the great level, right? But to, to reach the great level, you have to toil for it. He wasn't holding by toiling for it, for whatever reason. His laziness, this, that, whatever it was, he couldn't toil for it. So he couldn't toil for it, he couldn't get it. can't get it, and you know it's the truth, and you know it's the way of life. So you have to start spinning in your brain, you become... Every bit of negativity until you have to blot it out and say it's not MS. There's, a, there's something inside of you that has to machive you to blot it out and make it not MS. There's a similar voice from the Chassam Seifer. Chassam Seifer, one time a guy threw a rock at the Chatam Sofer. So the Chatam Sofer said, what chesed did I ever do to him that he threw a rock at me? What's the beard of it? Because... A person who doesn't have hakarat atov means he doesn't want to have hakarat atov because hakarat atov means he has meshubit. He doesn't want to have. So if you don't do him any taivas, there's no reason to hate you. You don't do him no taivas. But if you do him a taiva, so now he has to have hakarat atov. He doesn't want it. So he has to find ways to hate you and say you're a bum and a low life till he has to throw a rock at you. You understand? So that's the amkis over here of how the midas royas in a person works. How it manifests itself, but the main thing is that everything's in the mind, it's all a fake thing. If you don't want something, or you can't achieve something, then you have to start spinning in your brain. That's the same thing with the negativity and the Lashonara, it's all in the brain. In your dimyan, you potted yourself up. In your dimyan, you said that this is, there's no Torah, this is, it's all in the brain. Why? Because of the Nagiyas from the bad meat. This is Mamash, a Peladikazach that you have to learn in the nature of human being. And this is some of the lessons that we have to take from the Megillah. We'll stop over here.